0: Alright, rocks and roots. Welcome to the episode. I am Tumbles. He is cranky. We are at the north rim of the Grand Canyon and we apologize profusely for the lack of a Yosemite Half Dome episode a few days ago. I had no idea it was going to come out like shit. So I apologize we will make it up to you tomorrow or the next day that's but right where
1: are we my friend
0: Well I just told our wonderful listeners that no we're,
1: but more specifically oh more
0: specifically we are sitting in the Rough Riders saloon in the Grand Canyon North Rim Visitor Center area this is the only saloon that I know of that is in a national park and it is amazing
1: we are eating pepperoni pizza. I have a pale ale as usual. By the Grand, it's a Grand Canyon Brewing
0: Company, right? Yes. Yeah. You have a. And I'm stuffing my face with pizza, and I have a prickly pear margarita. This is my third. <laughs> so this is gonna be a fun
1: episode.
0: Indeed, we did a lot in the last 36 hours, and we are excited to tell you all about it. It took a lot of elevation gain. It took a lot of. Broken toe nails, it took a lot of driving, but we are incredible.
1: Yes, we are. We earned we have major hiker cred this week. So we will make up the uh half-dome episode. Yes. We will re-record that. But today we want to talk to you fine people about Wheeler Peak in Great and, Basin National Park
0: and the Kaibab Trail and the Whit Forest Trail in Grand Canyon National Park on the North Rim.
1: So we'll start with Wheeler Peak.
0: And friends, I'm sorry if you hear all the background, but we thought it would be cool if we recorded in the saloon eating our pizza, drinking our alcohol, just all elated for a very well done last few days because tomorrow we are making our way back to Las Vegas to check out that and do some urban hiking
1: yes and we had an awesome time here a couple of hours ago so we are back for more
0: that's right friends we had a very interesting dinner before we go into our whole hiker experience we were just eating on the portico right by the visitor center overlooking the Grand Canyon as one does so like hiker trash we had our backpackers pantry and our rice sides with tuna so as we were cleaning up cranky decides to undo his stove his pocket rocket msr pocket rocket stove from the fuel canister and oh my god we had a fire it
1: burst into flames so what happened was i didn't turn the valve all the way off it was on a tiny bit
0: and you can't pour water on that shit because it's
1: fuel yeah i knew that wasn't gonna work Mm -hmm. so this burst into flames so after a second of oh shit, what do i do um i put it fortunately away from
0: the the um table. table
1: fortunately we were on a stone portico correct a passerby came by and offered to help by pouring water on it i knew that shit wasn't gonna work but have at it sir So pouring water on it obviously failed, and then I knelt down and just reached my thumb under the flames and just very tapped the valve, which turned the stove and unscrewed it completely from the canister and put the fire out.
0: So Cranky lost his thumb. and So today we remember the thumb. (laughs) Yes. Uh, He
1: burned it. (laughs) It it is definitely singed. So if that ever happens to you, um, that's what you do. You get it away from everything, and then your valve should be sticking out. You should just tap the valve and unscrew it completely, and then you're good to go.
0: So So after our supposed half-dome hike, which we did do, and if you had listened to our episode, which was non-existent and we apologize, yeah, we we hiked a half-dome. We did it. Um, But the next day in Yosemite, we did the Cathedral Peaks into Omni Meadows, which was absolutely amazing. It was a six and a half to seven mile hike. We took a dip in the Cathedral Lakes. Which is a glacial lake. And it helped our legs 150%.
1: So that is now standard operating procedure. Yes. Whenever we are in the mountains, we are finding some sort of water source, unless it's like January,
0: and going Uh, in. For sure, because then we'd have to break ice. We are not that hardcore so anyway yesterday morning i can't believe it was only yesterday morning we left yosemite to travel to eastern nevada to great basin national park it was going to take us five hours it ended up taking us about eight just because there was a road work on the tioga pass road in yosemite that lasted about a half hour and it goes
1: down to one lane, and there's a pilot truck that you have to follow, and it was a big pain in the ass. But I am glad that they are using um, the tax dollars that they steal from us to actually pave the roads out there. So Yosemite we, is beautiful.
0: Yeah, we've noticed that all of the western parks that we've been to and that I have been to in the past, they take more care of the western parks. They're bigger, forest. They got to take care of all the flora and fauna. And all of the roads that lead into the center of those parks. I get it, but our poor Eastern parks suffer because of it.
1: Like Great Fall, like Patterson Great Falls. Patterson really, Great Falls, yeah. Really sucks. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that is just kind of meh. Um,
0: Castle Clinton.
1: Castle Clinton. Delaware has one national park, which is really the five, five sites combined into one. That really kind of
0: sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, Eastern Parks, we give more props to the state for that. They take better care of their large wilderness parks on the East Coast. Whereas here in the West Coast, these large parks, as you well know, are run by our national park system. Anywho, we did get to, well, first of all, traveling through the center of Nevada, going over the area of the Great Basin was a real eye-opener. Next to no service, we were doing going through desert, mountain, desert, mountain, desert, and rinse and repeat over and over again. It was about 160 miles to the town of Ely, and from there, 40 miles to Great Basin National Park. Luckily, I had a reservation for us to go through the caves, in Great Basin called Lehman Caves And they are pretty cool I had that scheduled for 3.30 And by golly, by gosh We got there at 3.25 And we took that tour Our
1: new motto is Leave early, finish early And that applies to driving as well We built in lots of this extra time. time And we got there right as they started So Lehman Caves Just like uh, LeRae Caverns Was formed by Water bringing in um, acidic material and eating out the limestone and forming a cave. We had a lovely park ranger give us a tour. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Um, I forget her name at the moment.
0: I forget too, but very knowledgeable.
1: Yes. So that was really cool. Highly recommended. Um, not as cool as the, as um, Luray Caverns, but still very cool. We learned a lot more on this.
0: For sure. we It was a guided tour for the National Park Service versus Luray. And you know what? We learned, we did learn a ton more this time. The interesting thing about Great Basin, as I'm sure, like Checo culture down in New Mexico as well, these parks are really remote. <laughs> While there is a main ish road leading to Great Basin, it is literally in the middle of nowhere. So you kind of have to find yourself in the center. If you're on the western portion of Utah, eastern portion of Nevada, you'll most likely be near Great Basin National Park and highly, highly recommend it. i oh, The Great Basin spans, actually, it's just not the park, but the Great Basin spans from western Nevada, basically on the border to the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. It's a huge expanse. But why the National Park Service decided to recognize this specific portion of the Great Basin in 1986 was due to the bristlecone pines, which are some of the oldest pine trees in the world, as well as protecting the South Snake Mountain Range, which includes the second highest mountain in Nevada, Wheeler Peak.
1: Which is the highest freestanding Mm -hmm. mountain in Nevada. I prefer that stat.
0: I like that too.
1: Because we climb that fucker. Yes, that's right. Also, um... The caves, protecting Lehman Caves. Protecting
0: the caves, absolutely. It's a pretty big park. Um, There's only some portions of the park you can actually drive to and camp at, but the rest is just wilderness that is protected. Now, we spent the night there on Friday night.
1: What was the name of that campground?
0: That was the Wheeler Peak Campground. We were very surprised and pleased that our campsite was at 9,800 feet, which, I mean absolutely beautiful what a great clean campsite mm-hmm. it over that you look up and you see wheeler peak just you could throw a ball it seems and you could hit the peak but it, tumble
1: says clean it's it's immaculate it's immaculate yes i it's was brand new basically brand they redid new. it i was in 2014 right uh-huh i was depressed because we had a brand new fire ring but no fires because they are going through a drought at the moment yes yes So you were only allowed to use your stoves. So, um, but it was a lovely stay. Set up your Gossamer Gear 2 on lovely wood chips.
0: Yes. And while, you know, you ended up in the car, I stayed in the tent. It did get chilly. It poured rain for about 20 minutes, but the tent remained dry, and for cuban fiber dyneema fabric which is really thin i give gossamer gear a lot of props because that tent was fine
1: yeah it kept us dry i am a fan of gossamer gear gossamer gear 2 that the specific two. type the 2 i not I'm a sure. fan of your fucking pack
0: no i the, the tents are good <clears throat> my mariposa pack is great the newer pack is okay the customer service could be a bit better
1: So the next day, we woke our happy asses up. I woke up at 3 because I take longer in the morning. As you know, if you are a long-time listener. (laughs) um, Lovely breakfast skillet.
0: You had your breakfast skillet. I I was having my beauty sleep and slept for another half hour um, because we were on our way to start our Wheeler Peak hike. Now, it's interesting interesting to know that we slept at 9,800 feet the peak is at 13,036 feet.
1: That helped a lot.
0: Sle yes, sleeping overnight on the at that elevation really helps you acclimatize to that elevation. And I think that's what saved us.
1: Yes. So <laughs> our new motto for this podcast is mm-hmm. leave early, finish early. Um we started at 530. Like right on feet, the dot. Yep. Feet on the trail. 5 30 interestingly enough there's a couple of different ways you can take to the summit all trails has wheeler peak via stella lake it now has because i fucking updated it wheeler peak via the wheeler peak summit trail it would no one had completed that route the trailhead is right there but it was not in all trails so i recorded it hopefully it's in there now for everybody
0: because I guess that the majority of people do start at the campsite, which I think is a detriment to those hikers. Because if you start at the Alpine Bristol Cone um, camp, um, trail, which leads you up to Stella Lake, which leads you up to Wheeler Peak, you are immediately starting with elevation. Whereas the Summit parking lot trailhead, you are gradually gaining over the course of two miles. You're not immediately going up highly
1: recommend the summit parking lot trailhead yes um so i broke this up into stages as well the first two miles are gorgeous flat you're at almost 10,000 feet of elevation so you get a lot of um birch trees yeah lots of birch trees which i that's my favorite tree so i was in heaven like the forest and we don't get that at home because we don't live at the right elevation so the first two miles, very very nice, very flat, but you see the peak in the distance. It's gorgeous to look at. You come to, after about a mile, you come to a fork. Yep. Uh You can go left to Stella Lake or right continuing up to Wheeler Peak. You obviously go right and continue up to the peak.
0: I think it really helps when you can see your goal. Throughout your hike, because let's say you're in the Adirondacks, in the Whites, in the Catskills, anywhere on the East Coast where you're surrounded by trees nearly the whole time, you're wondering, how long will this take me? When you're in the West, <clears throat> you can see your peak.
1: Yeah, we noticed that with Half Dome as well.
0: That's right. So it gave us a bowl in mind and it kept us focused. Now, the next two, since this hike is really only 4.3 miles... Is there anybody waiting for dinner with dinner reservations? In Someone is waiting for dinner reservations? it ain't an us. it ain't us.
1: Well, I do highly recommend the Grand Canyon North Rim <laughs> Lodge. That's
0: right. We'll get to that. Okay, so the toll trail in total, like from start to the peak, is 4.3 miles, yep. Mm-hmm. And... I gotta set. Sleeping at elevation. Taking breaks every quarter mile. Taking a snack and a drink break almost at every quarter mile really helps the psyche. Because we got up there with next to no issue at all.
1: Well, yeah. So, stage one is those first two miles. Obviously, no problem. Right. Although, you, you kicked ass. I took a piss break. And then, once I got my shit back together and ready to go. You were gone. It was fucking awesome. So well done.
0: Thank you. It took the day of resting after our Cathedral Lakes and Half Dome a full day without doing any walking and sitting in a car. I think that's the magic touch right there.
1: So the first two miles flat, gradual, very nice. Then um, stage two, I would classify that as mile... Um, two to mile three Mm -hmm. you start your elevation and it is fairly intense it is all loose shale but lots of switchbacks it's a very well designed trail
0: the entire trail is well designed and I, to be quite honest i think that section is harder than the final section what did you think i disagree okay um
1: i found this hike very difficult I for the first time, and I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I had hypoxia, That's also right. known as mountain sickness. So I, my lungs were burning. This happens above ten thousand feet. Um, so my lungs were burning. I had a headache. I couldn't concentrate. I wandered off trail, which actually for me is not all that unusual. <laughs> so you didn't know. I didn't
0: know. <laughs>
1: um. But switchbacks, lots of loose shale. You had a great strategy. We stopped every quarter mile quarter mile for a drink.
0: It was first every half mile just to check in because it was so flat. And then when we started really gaining elevation really quickly, it was every quarter mile. I was taking into account the the elevation, the sickness that could potentially happen when you're not used to the elevation. Hello. <laughs> and because you're at such high elevation, it really saps the liquid out of you. So you have to drink and eat often. Which we did, yes.
1: Um, I'm very glad that you used a bladder. You uh-huh. normally don't. Stage three for the final stage. This is the what I would call the summit. And this is mile three. Three to 4.3. Yeah, three to 4.3. And it just shoots right up. Um, it gets the elevation gets very intense you can see the summit though I was a little bit demoralized because I underestimated how far like I could see this we were so close and then it took a lot longer than I expected and I was getting demoralized but that final stop I bought a goofy outdoor research um, fedora hat those things are great Uh, I put that on I put sunglasses on
0: you felt better I had
1: a bar and I felt much better yeah so the summit I've heard YouTube I did a lot of research on this listening to a lot of YouTube videos youtubers are describing the last um, section up to the summit as a scramble No. no it's loose but it's not a scramble
0: yeah, um, in terms of elevation, I surprisingly didn't really feel much at all. The only thing I could have really I could notice was that it took a second for my eyes to um, focus. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I was fine. And you know what? I haven't been at elevation since last year, so I don't know if my body realizes the history of the elevation or what, or that just just much of a badass, or that could very well be.
1: But I was feeling it I had to concentrate Like a motherfucker To stay on trail Like every step Like thinking about Where I'm putting my foot Right But So not
0: only that You also have to think about Because you're going higher In elevation It is getting colder So if you are planning To get to Great Basin And do Wheeler Peak Summit Or any summit Really above 10,000 feet Please bring a um, A jacket bring a puppy, bring a fleece, bring something with you. I had a you. hoodie. You had a hoodie. I had my... I had my windbreaker in, in a hat, and it was fine.
1: But, but it's August.
0: It, for sure, it is August. So we were able to get away with it in wearing shorts. Now, when we got up to the summit, we were the 7th and 8th people to get up to the summit that morning. And it we were worried because... It had rained the night before. We were looking at the temp, the weather, and it was supposed to be cloudy. When it's cloudy on the basin, it's gonna be thunderstorming around yep. the mountain. Just because mountains attract weather.
1: Yes, they make their own.
0: They make their own weather. Um, and we had seen it the day before. Just we saw storms on these mountains. So we that's why we also started early to make sure that we were not gonna get caught in a thunderstorm. We got up to the summit with a partly cloudy blue sky. It was wonderful.
1: The summit... We had no wind. We got really lucky. The summit... No wind. It's gorgeous. There's a little mailbox up there. You can write your shit in. Um, as we were approaching, I put on the training montage song from Rocky <laughs> Four. So, that got us to the final push. Full panoramic view. Absolutely gorgeous. Cannot recommend this hike enough.
0: Yes, highly recommend it if you end up out near in Utah, in Nevada, even in eastern California. Make the trip. Do the hike. It is well worth it. And you can say that you climbed a 13,000 foot peak. It is my highest peak to date. It is Cranky's highest peak to date. We are Chuffed to bits, as they would say in the UK. Chuffed to bits. So we stayed up there for maybe about 15 minutes. Met some lovely people. Met some nice people from Utah. Took our pictures, had a snack, and then started to make our way down. Now, making our way down, we noticed that a ton of people were making their way up. So another reason why you should Mm -hmm. leave early so you don't have to deal with the crowd.
1: Yes, there was a line. And it was hilarious, like as we were climbing down, I was like, wow, like there's not, there's some people, but it's not like there's a line of people like we're at fucking Disney World. And uh, I spoke too soon because the line was coming up.
0: I mean, it was not bumper to bumper, mind you. There was a considerable amount of people coming up within a good distance from each other. However, there was a lot of people.
1: As usual, we encountered people that were ill-prepared my favorite was the guy with no backpack and just 2 16 ounce water bottles uh one Is in he each with pocket. the
0: longer hair and the curly yep. hair with the crumpled up water bottle yep yeah he kind of worried me i asked if he needed water because i had a full reserve of like three liters He's like no i'm good when
1: he was with a group but still don't be doing that you should have just
0: shit. said yes i would have given you water
1: <laughs> yeah bring extra water bring extra quote bring your shit
0: yeah, it was pretty painless coming down. Uh, tumbles did not tumble, thank God. We were actually kind whoa, of running. Whoa whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Painless
1: for you because oh, this is your time sorry, to shine. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. It is painless for me. Crank was a I struggle
1: story. going down. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one sit there for a second. So <laughs> I struggle on the downhills. You were doing awesome. I tried to keep up. I was running. I can keep up with you at a run. Yes. And then I gave up at that shit.
0: So right before we hit treeline, I was jogging. And I managed to jog from the last bit of scree down to halfway down the treeline, basically. And it felt awesome.
1: Um yeah, and then you get back to that last again two miles and it's just a it was a lovely walk back to the car.:
0: Yes, we were extremely glad to finish when we did, which was about 10 30 10 you would say Yes, yes, and immediately when we got to the car, it started thundering on like ex- the peak exactly when we got to the car and all of those people were up there either climbing to the peak or were on the peak.
1: So if you don't know, if you ever get caught at altitude in a thunderstorm, um, what you are supposed to do is if you have a tarp, you're supposed to get your tarp out, spread that out, stand on the tarp and then squat down and get as low as you can um i don't know how many of these people knew this so i'm just envisioning people just running for scrambling. it down there, scrambling down there. oh we forgot the windshields as you're going up they have um constructed out of the stone and this is a granite another shale this was a shale Half them was granite this is shale yeah um They've constructed windshields in case you get caught up there during a storm. A storm, yes. Take so, advantage.
0: Don't feel like don't feel or like you're the hero or be the hero. Take care of yourself. Take care of your group. Um, but yeah, when we got to the, the car, it started thundering and clouds, major cloud cover over the mountain. The,
1: eventually, you couldn't, you couldn't see, see the peak summit hence the new motto for this show.
0: Start early and early,
1: bitches. That's right. That's um, right, friends. I-, I wanted come early, come often, but that was that not gonna, does win, not uh, gonna fly. does not fly. No,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, um, especially with Mount Marcy, and even more extreme, Everest, and all these major peaks, people start early to get to the summit by morning or mid-morning and back starting their descent back down before noon. Because without a doubt, always there is a thunderstorm looming around or some sort of storm in the afternoon. So please um, use your noggins and uh, leave early.
1: Go Summit Wheeler Wheeler Peak. It's fucking amazing, but be smart about it shall we move on to the grand canyon we shall el canyon
0: de grande (laughs) grande. (laughs) (laughs) what is canyon in spanish damn it we don't have our spanish friends yes okay so from wheeler peak we summited we came down we stopped we got the t literally got the t-shirt and then we drove five hours to a town called kanab in southern utah to prepare ourselves for the Grand Canyon. Uh, we, this one thing is that, the
1: closest large town to the Grand Canyon? It is. And it's an hour and a half from the North Rim?
0: Yes. So we decided to go to the North Rim because we were coming down that way. It was for no really no other reason um, than how our schedule worked. The Southern Rim is what most people know. You can walk out onto the... Glass and stand on the glass and look down into the canyon. It's like Disney World Grand Canyon. But the North Rim is badass. It's badass, number one. It's quieter. The people are here kind of for a reason. You don't end up at the North Rim unless... With all the
1: tourists.
0: Unless you live in Utah. Yep. You're coming from the North somehow. The South Rim is the place, but I like the North Rim.
1: Yes, I, I do too. We've met some awesome people today.
0: Yes, and absolutely incredible so we stopped in canab last night had a decent night's sleep and then
1: oh shall we talk about the border liquor store oh so utah there's a heavy jesus christ of latter-day Saints church influence so there was no liquor to be had after 7 pm
0: at least in this area in,
1: in kanab
0: i'm sure in other areas like the salt lake region they have liquor stores that are open until normal times
1: so we had to go back into arizona to the shatiest liquor store ever called the border <laughs> the border where, store <laughs> where a fine gentleman was rummaging through the dollar fifty mini oh. bottles
0: Um, But they had a pretty good beer called Lift Your Kilt. Lift Your Kilt.
1: So we got a Kilt
0: Lifter. Kilt Lifter, it's called, and it was pretty good actually. So we got our six pack. We went back into Utah. We fell asleep. Got up at what time in Mountain Time did we get up?
1: Three thirty. I got up at three thirty.
0: You got up at three thirty. So we left. So this is where I got
1: fucked Fucked up up.
0: Shit. Once you enter into Arizona from Nevada, you go into mountain time. and That's all great and good. So fine, we lost an hour. We sleep in mountain time. We get up in mountain time. We start driving in mountain time. And then when we're in fucking Arizona going to the Grand Canyon, we gain an hour.
1: I was so happy.
0: Crank was happy. I was confused as shit. I didn't know what time it was. Because the
1: phone just changed. Like, nothing else changes but the phone.
0: You're going due south. You're not traveling east at all. You're going due south, and the time changes. Navajo, the Navajo, um... as well as Arizona have their own deal going they don't do daylight savings they don't do daylight savings they're in mountain time but they don't do daylight savings so it's still pacific time here in Arizona holy shit I had to ask like five people what the fuck time it
1: was well I was able to figure it out because sunrise was supposed to be at 545 I
0: understood that too yes
1: But the sun wasn't coming up. (laughs) Yes. I was like, it must be 4.45, my friend.
0: So we got... (laughs) (laughs) I was very confused. We got to the entrance to the park. And yes, there was no sun or no dawn or no blue light at all. And we didn't have to pay an entrance fee because it was
1: so early. We have figured out, we have, because I forgot our wonderful America the Beautiful Pass, but we figured out if you get to these parks before 7 a.m., you don't have to pay.
0: In Yosemite is six, so be mindful. Come early, come, oh, leave early, (laughs) finish early, not come early, (laughs) come early. I guess in this terms of parks, you could say come early, come off to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay.
1: It works in, in that context.
0: trails, it's
1: start early and early. <laughs> so um, we parked, had a, a nice sleep for half an hour, oh, both man. of us passed the pass out. I passed the
0: fuck out. I was struggling to keep awake those last 30 miles. But anyway, we got up and we began the, the, the North Kaibab Trail in the north rim of the grand canyon the kaibab trail goes from the north rim to the south rim it's a continuous yes 25 miles from rim to rim.
1: it is the only the north end is the only maintained trail in the north um rim of the grand canyon so keep that in mind
0: mind. yes
1: um i was shocked so the north rim of the grand canyon if you listen to our prep episode is a thousand feet higher than the south rim which means we are in a temperate forest right now we
0: are in alpine zone basically
1: so there are lots of green lots of
0: trees trees. it was kind of like being at home yeah if you squinted you thought you were in georgia
1: (laughs) yes So I was like, what the hell is going on? Because I expected the red rocks and immediately going into the canyon. Yeah. No, uh, it's very gradual. The top layer... We have
0: the map here just to make sure. Yes, where's the layers? It's called the... um, The plateau is called the Walhalla Plateau. And you take the Walhalla Plateau, you take the Kaibab Trail down. And it's fascinating See, I have to admit that the Grand Canyon was not my number one for this trip. Cranky was so excited to come. I was so
1: thrilled. So thrilled
0: to come to the Grand Canyon. I made her listen
1: to a history channel, How the Earth Was Made.
0: Oh, that is interesting. I don't mind that at all. I don't know. For some reason at that point, I was not jazzed about it. We're not going up a mountain. Why the fuck are we going down first instead of up? I was kind of miffed. I could tell. Yes.
1: And, And I'm like, look at the layers.
0: Layers layer is fascinating. There are at least seven different rock layers going down the canyon, which is pretty cool because millions of years ago, how the canyon was formed
1: was this entire continent was way it was south of the equator and on the other side of it. Well done. Uh, Thomas just spilled her <laughs> lime all over herself. I did not. It was a dry lime. It was a dry lime. <laughs> <was> dry lime. <laughs> um, and through con- and continental drift, you get the continents where they are now. But as that process happens, the continent is covered by oceans. So yep. this area... Uh, It was covered, it was underneath, under the Um, (laughs) sea. And that starts the process of piling on these layers. So somewhere in the fossil record in the Grand Canyon are fossils of crustaceans and ocean creatures.
0: And you know, it's fascinating because when you're talking about the formation of the West, you have the Grand Canyon and these Rivers and lakes cutting through this rock, which is very porous, and you can tell going down the trail that
1: it's a lot of sandstone. It's a lot of sandstone,
0: extremely porous rocks down there. So you have that, but you have the water draining into what is now the Pacific, versus just miles north, where you have any water that's coming down from these mountains that they can't get anywhere, and they remain in place and it just Probably takes condensation to get them out that is the great basin that's why they call it the great basin so it's you know out here it's absolutely fascinating we've, we've the geology. learned a lot
1: about a geology this yes trip. a
0: lot of geology info so
1: the most recent theory on the grand canyon is that once the continent's settled Several lakes drained into the canyon to form like a super Colorado River. The Colorado River didn't get here until 5 million Mm -hmm. years ago. And we didn't know that until the 1960s.
0: We are a dumb species, friends. We didn't know about plate tectonics until the 1960s. Jesus.
1: Yeah, we don't know shit.
0: So
1: (laughs) the most recent theory is that um, a bunch of lakes drained, forming like a super version of the Colorado and that's what cut the canyon over 5 million years. And it's still happening.
0: It's still happening. The, the canyon is getting deeper and deeper
1: slowly. But if, much more slowly.
0: Right. So if, you, if you've ever been to the canyon, the Colorado is closer to the south rim of the canyon, then you wonder, the canyon is flipping huge. How did just this river cut into this canyon? And no... A bunch didn't. of lakes, including the river, did end up creating this canyon.
1: And uplift um, continental. That's right. Yeah, continental the p- plate tectonics, um, which is part of the reason why the North Rim is higher. The other reason is erosion. So, anyway, we are going down. You start at the top um, granite, gray rock.
0: Yeah, granite, gray rock. And it's going vertically. All the rock that you see in this and gray rock is going vertically until you get to red rock which then it starts to go horizontally and that's your
1: sandstone a little bit of iron in there
0: much more porous, much more crumbly.
1: I was disappointed at first. I was like, what the hell is this? There's pine trees. I'm walking down a gradual trail. This is I could do this at home. I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Exactly.
0: What you're you're expecting. Don't expect what you see in the movies. At least on the North Rim. At at the North Rim. Do not expect that. If you're at the South Rim, you have that typical Grand Canyon experience. The North Rim, you're starting in, in forest. And it takes
1: a mile in to get that typical experience. Also, the first mile and a quarter of this trail is covered with um, no. mule shit and piss.
0: That's right, friends. Um, <laughs> there is a mule pen at, at the North Kaibab trailhead parking lot, and they are adorable and they are cute, and I hugged one. However, for the first mile and a half until you get to the famous arch off the Kaibab trail, you will be smelling manure. Manure.
1: Yes, and so be careful where you step.
0: (laughs) So after the
1: first mile, you start to get that more typical canyon experience. The rock turns to sandstone. It's red. You get to that awesome arch. I was... I don't know why I've suddenly become a geology nerd, but I was like, look at this, look at the layers, look at this, this is where they dynamited in 1925 to make the North Kaibaka. And you were like, "Uh uh-huh.
0: I know. (laughs) I felt really bad. I am so sorry about that. You're all good. Um... You had the toe jam going on. Um, there was a few things going on. I, I had the the mental bullshit going on where, oh shit, I'm going down. Every step is,
1: down is a step, is a step up. Step
0: up, yeah. I I don't want to go six miles down to just travel six miles up. This is gonna suck. I've been to. The Canyon de Chelly National Park, which is in eastern Arizona, which is the second largest canyon in the country, next to this one. They're both located in Arizona. And I found that much more manageable, much more interesting. They have cave dwellings from the Pueblos. Very cool stuff. This just seemed... I You know what? I think Hollywood and TV has done such a disservice because it kind of... Your
1: expectations were... I
0: know what it looks like. I've seen it on TV. It's a big hole in the ground. And and you know what? It's not. It's worth going to see. It is fascinating. It's beautiful. I was just not feeling it this morning, I guess. So lots of switchbacks um i was like
1: look that's awesome you could see where the river like ate away and then it, it was cool it cut and went lower like you could see where the river was just by looking at the rock that that's was right. awesome so we go through the arch there's water at the
0: arch there's water and bathrooms at the arch do take that time to i'm go sorry to- the tunnel not the arch. It is an arch. It's a a tunnel arch, basically. It's a mile and a mile point seven down. That's where the mules stop, so you won't have to step on their shit. Um, Take a piss, take a drink, do whatever. So we continue down, and we could finally see a bridge. And, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, The
1: bridge, I took out my compass app we were on the east side, the bridge takes you to the west side.
0: Yes, that does make sense. So when we got to the bridge, which was three miles down and 2,000 feet down, I kind of said, goal and I told Crank, have a great time. I'm going to start making my way back up.
1: I was like, have fun. Normally, I'm like, all right, we're in this together. We, no. We, no I was like, bye.
0: <laughs> we made an agreement before the trip that this is an epic trip. Do your thing, you know, just be safe.
1: So I continued down. Um, I was annoyed because it goes up after that bridge. Oh oh, yeah, I saw that. It goes up. Um, there were people screaming. We could hear them from a mile away. They were screaming to hear their own echo. Their echo,
0: yes. You can hear your own echo, okay?
1: I ran into them, talked to them. They were uh, going to Phantom Ranch, but they were slow as shit. Like, I ran into them going up, and they were still going down. So, maybe it's now maybe 747. They got 7, maybe they made there. I think they,
0: they got there. I, yeah. Now Phantom Ranch is right at the Colorado River. It's 14 miles from the North Kaibab Trailhead. It's 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 a walk, and definitely going down is easier than going up. But it's still a freaking walk, and it gets warmer as you descend into the canyon.
1: I noticed that.
0: <laughs> um, Every thousand feet, you gain five degrees.
1: That is quite as much. <laughs> so the canyon does open up. You were in a part that was very
0: closed. The North Rim... Okay, people need to shut the fuck up here. I thought we were here for the atmosphere
1: as Teddy Roosevelt stares down at us.
0: (laughs) The North Rim has more what I would call fingers, canyon fingers, um, which is pretty cool, whereas the South Rim is more straight, is the best way to explain it.
1: So it does open up. I ran into a park ranger coming up, and yeah, I'm, I'm I was so happy, and like my normal cheery, like "Good morning, how's it going?" He's like "Good morning." He was carrying out uh, because what happens is people go down because it's easy to go down. I'll leave that sit there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have to come back up, like and every step down is a step up, and people don't realize what they're in for and they just abandon their shit they grab their water and they just leave their packs
0: especially in the summer where at the, the top at the rim it's 50 degrees and beautiful by the time you get six miles down it will be nearly 90 it w- and, and you it was will be miserable
1: so yeah this guy was car this ranger was carting out a whole shit. pack of somebody's shit that they i felt so bad but um, there's some really cool formations. You go underneath. There's parts where the candy kind of wraps around um, your head. Lots of switchbacks. I will post pictures. I really can't describe it. Um, and you know what? The pictures
0: don't do it justice at all. You know, we take so many pictures of it. And you know what? You have to go there.
1: Yes. So I ran into... Um, oh, the Park Service lies. They said 4.0. My destination...
0: All trails lies, too.
1: My destination was Roaring Springs Falls.
0: That's right. Originally, we were going to Roaring Springs. I did not make it the last 1.7, which is actually another 2.2.
1: Yes, because the park service says 4.7 from the rim. No, it's more like 5.5. Yeah.
0: So I ran How in... How were those springs, by the way? They sucked.
1: <laughs> I ran into a guy. It was his birthday... He asked me to take a picture. Um, everyone is so friendly. So nice. So nice out everyone, here. Everyone
0: uh, out here is lovely. Because you,
1: you all are here and you all have a goal. Um, so he told me, you know, there's a T-junction. Take the T-junction or go straight. Another mile past the T-junction is a restroom. I took uh, the left. And it got really bizarre because... There are falls, there are springs, but there's so much water, it makes the canyon green. It felt like a forest back home. It's wild. But I was disappointed because the Roaring Springs Trail does not actually bring you to the falls. It ends, I had to kind of scramble, walk along a pipe, um, and then I could just reach out and splash my face, but that was about it.
0: That must be, you know, on the maps they they give you um, points like a thousand down, a thousand feet down, you'll reach Coconino Overlook. Yep. And then two thousand feet down, you'll reach the arches, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess these springs were just a, a visual marker for you just to keep going. Basically. But
1: there is a trail that goes there. You could dip your feet in the water. You could splash your face. It's a nice respite, but don't expect to go swimming like I was. Right. Don't expect to go like splashing through the falls okay it was about 90 degrees down there yeah, um, gets hot. i put on my fedora put on my glasses and i started marching back up and it was brutal i
0: think you should have taken more than 10 sec to 20 second breaks
1: yes um it was absolutely brutal i wanted to finish by noon so that we would have the afternoon which i did yeah but to meet that goal i didn't stop more than 10 to 20 seconds at a time Yeah. It was brutal. I went through two packs of goo. I started to get um, whatever the opposite, whatever desert heat sickness. Heat stroke. Heat pain, stroke, yes. Heat exhaustion. Um, because I did not want to open, like, the, the thought of the effort of opening my pack to take out food, it, I was like, I don't want to do that. Even though I should have food.
0: So friends, if you're planning on going to do a hike in the Grand Canyon, just be prepared that it will be miserably hot. You're more apt to stop at the bottom of the canyon, take a rest, spend the night at the campground or at the, at
1: the resort. You need reservations though.
0: Yes, you need those reservations and then continue your trip. I stopped at this bridge. Like I said, it was three miles down, 2,000 feet down. And I started making my way back up. And you know what? It was a good idea on my part. I definitely, yeah, you wouldn't have
1: made it. We would have had a problem.
0: I would have started feeling, I did start feeling the heat um, coming up, especially by the arch. The sun got strong. Um, thank goodness for the, um, the trees and the shade for some respite. Um, Positives about going back up. What I did is I passed two mule packs of tourists. So I got to hug a mule. I got to hang out with the mules. I got back up around 10.40 and back up to the car and then decided I felt really bad because I didn't complete my goal. goal. So I decided to run then 2.5 miles on the Uncle Jim Trail and the main road. So that was, well done. <laughs> that was my um, excursion, was the Uncle Jim Trail, which is on the Walhalla Plateau. It's fairly um, straight, there's not really many ups and downs. It takes you to a gorgeous overlook um, on the North Rim. I didn't get to the overlook, but you know what, two and a half miles extra is actually what I needed.
1: Um, I was being baked. It is 20 degrees cooler if you hug the can. If, at a spot where you can hug the wall and get some shade, it's 20 degrees cooler. Right. Um, I met some friends. <laughs> uh, you saw more wildlife. I, I, did. I only saw a couple lizards. I met a couple coming up from Phantom Ranch and they were in rough shape when I met them about a mile before the falls. I actually passed them again. They were not, not doing, doing well. well.
0: Yeah, um, guys, you have to just be vigilant, bring more water than you think you need and bring more food than you think you need.
1: So I checked in with them, they said they were okay, but um, yeah, they Brutal. Were, yes.
0: Absolutely brutal.
1: I basically lapped them.
0: Brutal. Yes.
1: Wow. Um, yeah, it, it was the most difficult hike that i have ever done a thunderstorm started rolling in in the last uh, quarter mile
0: i was on the uncle jim trail i was looking at those skies listening to the thunder it sounded and looked awesome but we had to find shelter
1: <laughs> yeah i almost got struck by lightning there was a big boom right behind me yep um helpful going up the water the water the water Goose, and then uh, I'll post them on TikTok I was doing all these stupid mantras like we don't take pills we climb hills <laughs> like it was yeah. It's you need to play mind these game games
0: to get you back up. That's how I do it now, um, and it helps the shit out of me, that's for sure. I, so I made it to the top. You did make it to the top. This was after I um, I saw my mules, I saw a hummingbird, I saw some awesome lizards that were not afraid, so I got some good pictures.
1: Oh, what's the weird um, blue jay thing here? It's
0: called a scrub jay.
1: I saw one of those. So
0: we see some stellar jays in Yosemite and scrub jays here in... Um, the Grand Canyon. They are blue as well. They're gray top and blue bottom. So check those out.
1: It was cool because they were chirping and it would echo through the canyon. Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah.
1: So. That's
0: my second hummingbird that I saw ever up on the Uncle Jim Trail.
1: Well done today.
0: Yeah. So, it worked out. Um... You got up there, we went to check the out the visitor center, and Cranky did not remember a thing about the drive from the North Kai Bob Trailhead parking lot to the visitor center. I had heat stroke. Yes, uh, he had extreme heat and exhaustion. And I had
1: plenty of water, yeah. I had sun lotion, I had snacks, and I still was fucked up. So yeah, if you're not used to the heat, around.
0: just be mindful.
1: So at the Lodge, I had an okay burger. You had a delicious brisket. I had a
0: delicious brisket sandwich, and it was, uh, it was everything that I hoped it would be and more. And then... Um, and
1: you dragged my ass out on another trail.
0: That's right, because I said we... Because we're, <laughs> we're privileged.
1: <laughs> we had the whole afternoon, too.
0: Um, we finished lunch around 1.30, and I made the executive decision, you know what, we all need a shower and a good bed for sleep.
1: Oh, right.
0: Fuck the campground. <laughs> so with that in mind, we settled ourselves into a cabin, and then I said, let's try the Woodforest Trail. The Woodforest Trail is a rim trail. It does not go down into the canyon at all round trip it's 9.2 miles and it takes you to an amazing overlook it looks great so i said let's do a few miles i need to make up the miles that i did not do down in the canyon so let's go and cranky being ever so accommodating, accommodating agreed
1: i partially at first i was like no and then i was like well i will go until i feel like stopping and then i may sleep in the car but I ended up doing almost two miles, two miles with you and this was like the fucking Appalachian Trail. This is amazing.
0: The Forest Trail is right by the Kaibok Trailhead parking lot, maybe by a half a mile. It is not off the main road, it is on a Uncaved. dirt. It's a dirt road basically that takes you to the trailhead parking lot and it's full of ponderosa pines and scrubs and awesome stuff.
1: But the most interesting thing about this trail is, A, it looks like the Appalachian Trail. It does. It looks like Georgia. off to your left is the Grand Canyon. Yes. But we saw an active forest fire.
0: We did. At first, we saw all of the um, emergency and firefighters at the trailhead. Yep. And I'm like, all right, is this trail open? There
1: was a sign when I turned onto the there road. There was a
0: sign. That said it didn't say
1: you can't go down here, but it said there's an, an smoke. Be aware. Yeah.
0: And there was an active fire not too long ago yep. up here as well so i'm like all right are they still fighting this no one bothered us so maybe i would say half mile in all of a sudden we see a fire well we heard <laughs> chainsaws we heard chainsaws actually i heard chainsaws this morning too yeah
1: but and i was wondering are they doing forest fire prevention or are they actively fighting? fighting yeah and they were actively fighting
0: at first we thought okay this must be the older fire that they're still tr- controlling but no this fire happened today during this, the thunderstorm that almost killed me that almost canyon. killed cranky i have and that i was right underneath under trees smart me um and a, a lightning bolt hit that um that tree
1: and it ignited it so uh yeah it was this is kind of wild up, but it was really cool to see it was them and you were asking why don't they just pour water on it and we learned that forest fires actually burn off a lot of the competitive trees which allow, wow, I'm very drunk and I'm blanking on the name of the the big ass trees. Sequoia? The
0: ponderosa pines. Ponderosa pines. They
1: allow the, they kill off the competing trees they clear the crap from the, the ground, all the brush, all the
0: buildup. And, and it, not not to mention the nitrogen and the phosphorus yes. that are that is in the ash um, from these fires that will help the new growth yep. detriment uh, very much. <laughs> I am drunk too. <laughs> so
1: they don't pour water on it. They don't put it out. What they were doing, and it was really cool because I knew... I, I had a suspicion that this is what they were doing, and I'm right. glad that it was confirmed. They cut down trees and they form a ring around and contain it and let it burn out right so when we were walking past it wasn't a very big fire not at
0: all tiny yeah comparatively it was was a
1: large brush fire no trees were on fire just the crap on the ground was there were
0: that the tree well what we saw well i have the photo so when we passed the second time it was actually a tree that was on the ground that was on fire
1: that might have been when they cut down to form the, the containment ring,
0: or the one that was hit.
1: Yes, or the one that was hit. Yeah. So it was really awesome to see. Um, and again, when you see people on trail, be friendly and talk to them, because that's how, how we learned how that. we learned this. Because we saw an old couple, old sixties. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we just started chatting them up, and they told us there was a lightning strike today, and that, that's what it was. That's what it was,
0: yeah. Um, so. I, that it was a very interesting day. I mean, after the.
1: Well, ap- we're kind of fucked up because I want to take the forest fire smell. Oh, yeah. And it bottle it. So and put it in a candle. And that would be my
0: perfume. Yes. Uh, well, I do have a perfume very close to that. Called by the fireside. And it smells like a forest burning, fire. It smells like a burning fireplace. So that's okay. the closest you can get to a burning forest fire or a fireplace. Oh, it smells so lip and good. Anyway, we got back to the lodge area and now we met some friends
1: at the bar, at, <laughs> at the, the bar,
0: there is at the saloon, at the Rough Rider Saloon, which is my new favorite place. Um. Yeah, we've I had love a- that I get
1: because you are very well. You are the right gender.
0: Hi, I'm female. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, you are an, a fairly attractive female. Oh well, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. So you are the right gender. So you are very good at chatting people up. And then I come along, and if they're gonna buy you a drink, they <laughs> buy me one too. So
0: I'm a free rider. That's right. He's a he's not a rough rider. <laughs> he's he's a, a free rider. rider. <laughs>
1: so so
0: we met some friends we met a an old cowboy which is my favorite thing in the world um who works here on in the park he is a wrangler he is the mule wrangler up here which is so cool he must be in his late later 60s nice gentleman and he had just won first place with a mule, I mean, sorry, a horse. He betted on in a race. He won forty thousand dollars.
1: So he was spreading some cheer and was very happy to chat you up.
0: Oh yeah, he was a lovely, lovely, lovely man. He was just extremely happy, and he works here, so I know who to contact when we come back. <laughs>
1: yes, well, there is a young man who had just turned twenty-one today, and he and his mates are on a cross-country trip driving yeah driving a jeep um what is it Cher- call-
0: <laughs> what is he called
1: <laughs> a jeep compass
0: <laughs> oh he called it um columbus a jeep, yes a a jeep. jeep columbus so they are in
1: a jeep <laughs> compass but he called it a jeep, jeep columbus, columbus. <laughs> he was kind of screwed up uh but he bought us all green tea he shot
0: Yes. Which, if you don't know what a green tea shot is, it's whiskey, it is peach schnapps, and it is sour mix. And I don't like peach schnapps or whiskey, but this was <laughs> sure shit good.
1: So, um, yeah, they, they, they cut him off.
0: Yes, they cut the young man off. The older gentleman cowboy went back to his uh, ranch to enjoy his evening and tomorrow back to work. But that has been our day. Tomorrow we are driving back to Las Vegas, stopping at Hoover Dam, stopping at Lake Mead. I'm sure there'll be another episode just about that. But first we have to (laughs) re-record our Half Dome (laughs) hike experience. Again, apologies. I don't know what the fuck happened. But it looks like we're recording just fine here at Grand Canyon National Park.
1: That's all I got. That's
0: all you got. Well, friends, if that's all Cranky's got... That is all I got. Find us on the socials. Find us on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, all pretty much the same name. Rocks and Roots Podcast. We have a Patreon. This is not to cover our trip. This is just to cover the YouTube and the Podbean subscriptions. subscriptions. Yes, indeed. So, friends, we thank you for listening. It has been a full hour of nonstop fun. Here we are from the Rough Riders Saloon. This has been Tumbles and Cranky. Ciao.